Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees wrap up what was a miserable road trip, ended with a cherry on top by getting swept by the Los Angeles Angels of Orange County, Anaheim, California there, uh, and really in f- which the last two games were just non-competitive at all. A real low point for the season as the Yankees, and you're starting to see some of the frustrations build. We saw it yesterday, uh, calls from Dome blowing kisses to some booing fans, Tommy Canely, you know, flipping out in the dugout and the players are upset the fans are upset so uh some bad stuff really coming around the corner here so we'll get into all that but before we do make sure you subscribe to the podcast so plenty of baseball left and i'm sure the Yankees are gonna have some fight with them at some point judges kind of got around the corner so some good things there and plus you want to be a podcast subscribe to get additional content not available anywhere else and also just check out on youtube the latest video dropped uh, just the other day again with me just being some optimistic and trying to see at least is there a path for the yankees to kind of get out of this a sinkhole that they're in currently. So just getting back here. So the Yankees get swept by the Angels. And again, it was the first game was the only one that was competitive. And it was this, you know, another situation where the Yankee bullpen blew it. Um, you know, they wasted a good start from Severino, who, you know, gutted it out. First five innings was scoreless, even got out of a major bases loaded jam. Only blemish he had is when he gave up a solo home run, but again, pitched well enough to win the game. So that's really the only really good thing you take out of this three-game series here. And, you know, this is a situation where I don't know if you want to blame King, want to blame Boone, um, but the Yankees were up 3-1. to one. Michael King up there with a runner on against Otani. And this is a situation where this has to be one of those unintentional, intentional walks. So you can't go after him. I mean, you want to make like you're throwing at him and you're, you're pitching to him, but you can't give him any good to hit. Sort of like you nibble around, you throw low, and if he, he chases, great. If not, you give up the walk. And even though you're putting the winning runner now at home plate, you still rather have him beat you than Otani. But no, King kind of gives him a fat pitch to hit, and Otani takes it. And left center, I guess you would say. Kind of just went over the wall there, man. And of course, Otani with a bit of a bat flip there, a little, you know, uh, in that I mean, he hit it, but he didn't actually crush it where he threw the bat flip. And nevertheless, cool surprise to see Otani do that. But again, that's the way the game is now. And of course, ties the game at the point. Real just gut wrenching there. And this is now the second major game uh, by the Yankee bullpen blown on this road trip. Again, they blew the final uh, game there in Colorado. So, you know, the, the one good thing the Yankees had for them is that they always had the bullpen was always solid. You could depend on that with a lead. But now, you know, it's to the point now, now even the bullpen's undependable. So it's just like there's really not too much positives around this team right now. And the Yankees, in typical fashion, had an opportunity, even with that in mind, to, you know, at least take the lead back in the ninth inning. Now you got DJ LeMayu pinch hitting for Trevino. You know, a nice opposite field hit. You know, kind of looks like the old DJ a little bit there. Just kind of gives reminiscent, even though he's, you know, batting like 230. Gets on. Peraza works himself a walk in. You know, Peraza in this game, uh, in all five at bats, got on with, you know, walks and singles. So, you know, putting him in the lead spots to look. I mean, that's one good positive for, for the, maybe a second positive, maybe take from this game. Uh, just Peraza is, you know, leading off, getting on base a lot. Uh, but then, of course, in y- typical Yankee fashion, they find a way of blow. Now, Stanton is up there, so you got two runners on. Now, he hits a shot, even though he didn't really get the best swing of it, quite deep to center. But this is where, you know, both you got, you got to blame both DJ and Peraza on this one. They should have tagged up. Knowing, all right, if the ball is deep enough, they could have tagged up and then been, been on in second and third with only one out. But no, they kind of all ran ahead as if this was going to dunk in or bang off the wall, which there was no indication it was going to do that, and there was no reason to run ahead. Because look at this. All right, let's just say it is a home run. Okay, great. Just stay on the base, wait to tag up. And if it's a home run, fine. Then you go trot in. Or even if it's going to bang off the wall, fine. You just wait there. Just make sure that's going to dunk in. Then you go. And at worst, maybe DJ scores and Peraza this, you know, maybe stuck on suck it. But, and you still first take it. That, that, that's okay. Go ahead. Instead, they both go without unknowing if this is going to get, you know, dunk in or not. 
turns out to be a catch in center field. And now they're both on second, third. And they're like, uh-oh, I have to go back. And then they have to run backwards. And then you're kind of stuck in the same situation. One out, man on first or second, where it should have been one out, man on second, third. And that was probably an opportunity for the Yankees. You know, even if they even when they blew the lead earlier, they could have gone ahead there because then he had second, third with Glabar up and he could have maybe gotten a sacrifice fly or something. And then, But of course, that, just the way the season is gone, now it's first and second with Glabar up and he hits into an inning-ending double play. And the Yankees... It's just finding any way to lose. Two runners on, nobody out, and they can't even get one run in there. And that's where the game is lost. And, of course, um, in extra innings there, Anaheim has a walk-off hit there, and that's just, that, that dispels the end of it for the Yankees. And yet another extra inning loss for the New York Yankees. I mean, all these extra inning games, this is a guaranteed loss, it's just, especially on the road. This, it's just mark, you know, this market. So that's always the case with this team. Uh, and this is a dreadful first game. And that's like the only game that was competitive for the Yankees in the series. The other two were just absolute sleepers. Um, you know, the second game, they took an early lead with, you know, Gleyber Torres with a home run. Great. You know, maybe we should have done that the night before. It would have been helpful. But the rest of the way, the Yankees, this offense has completely went to bed. Haman wasn't the greatest, you know, six innings, kind of got it out, but gave up five runs there. And the Yankees dropped the second game and again, a real sleep. And the game was just over and it was just quick, you know, not only that, I mean, because this team is just flat. They don't put any rallies together. It's just like maybe, maybe somebody gets a home run like there. And with all these you know, new pitching clock rules and stuff, these games were over like, you know, two hours, it seems like with two hours and change because uh, the offense really puts up nothing. And they uh, dropped the second one. And the same thing with the third game is more or less the same. Rondon, you know, in his third start of the season, just an absolute flat, uh, put the Yankees in an early uh, 4 nothing hole. Um, he really gave the Yankees nothing. They ended up losing this game 7-3. to Stanton hit a home run or wowee, you know, like that. But then this, again, this offense is gave really nothing, no, nothing, no rallies, no nothing like that, no, no fight, no competitive. And Rondon, and of course, this is the big news, obviously, coming off, going off the mound there and I guess there's you know plenty of Yankee fans in California which is always the case when the Yankees do go out there and I guess a give, give them I guess a little chunk of fans behind the dugout first base side there giving it to him and he kind of blew a kiss at them all going off the mound I meant we've seen worse I mean, back I think it was 95 uh, Jack McDowell giving the Yankee Stadium crowd the middle finger so it could have been worse but obviously you know Boone talked to him after the game it was just more his frustration just you know I guess I guess he just wanted to do that versus, you know, do something else, yell out or give a middle finger. So not really the classiest move. And then, of course, I mentioned Canely frustrated as well. And he kind of blew up on the Yankees as well. I remember the, the Colorado game with Clay Holmes gave Grand Slam. Yeah, Clay Holmes gave Grand Slam, but it was Canely who put the runners on and loaded the bases up for that to happen. So not a good road trip for him as well. So a lot of this things is not going well in Yankee land right now. Uh, they find themselves three and a half games out of the, the final wild card spot there. Nine games out of the AL East, and again, just kissed out Gabar. It's not happening. This this team does not look like has any shot of putting that type of run together. I'm not saying give up on everything. There's still the wild card in the mix, and that's just kind of to be the Yankees' avenue to get in. Now, Judge on the field again in uh, Anaheim, doing some on-field drills, running the bases a little bit, so working his way back. Okay, okay, still no timetable with that. And when the Yankees come home, they face the Royals for three. And this is like going to be the end of a real soft part of the schedule for them, which they did not take advantage of at all. So Royals coming in, the Yankees will be off uh, Thursday and then host the Royals. And this is a Royal team that is 41 games under 500. I'm going to repeat that, 41 games under 500. But of course, watch the Yankees drop two out of three against this and, and struggle for offense against basically you know a, a double-A a team and right now the Yankees look like the double A team right now. It's just kind of was more of the same. Again, a little positive. He's going you know, like Peraza up there now, obviously with Donaldson gone, you know, for the foreseeable future with the the torn calf there where, you know, again it's gonna give Peraza an opportunity. So 
again, if he could be the type of guy who gets on base, high base percentage like that, that's, that's what the Yankees need. More guys getting on base and this less, you know, one and done. Hey, if I hit home run, great. If that, I don't do anything. So, and this is kind of the Yankee offense right now. If you don't have four or five different guys hitting a home run, they struggle to put up like eight runs. They just can't do it. So, you know, just one guy, all they do is like, you know, if you look at the second, third game, that tells you all, all about this Yankee team. You know, you get Glayball with his one solo home run early on, and boom, that's all the Yankees score for the entire game, lose five to one. And then the Yankees, you know, down six nothing. Stanton gets a home run, a wowie to, you know, put a run on the board. Now the Yankees did score two more runs later on, but at that point, they were just so behind. It, it, it's just gar- garbage runs. And then the Yankees drop seven three. So that's the only way for the Yankees to win. You need three or four guys to hit a home run, and then you have to hope one of those home runs is like a two or three home run homer, and maybe then the Yankees will have a shot. Other than that, Again, no rallies, just being stupid on the base pads like that first game against the Angels there. And that, that's like, it's just ba- basic baseball, just, you know, tagging up, knowing to tag it up, knowing to go. It's just like, so this team is just really completely um, out of whack right now. This is really not much more to say. I don't know what's going to go on. This just seems there's going to be just another reckoning around the corner here. You know, they made the big move, you know, got rid of the hitting coach and bringing Sean Casey. Again, I'm not going to blame him on this. There's only been a handful of games he's been here, but. I just, I just don't see how he's going to turn these guys around like that. So he's got to hope when Judge comes back, and I kind of mentioned this on the YouTube episode, I think it does help everybody. It's just the way he is in there. I think he makes Rizzo better. He makes Stanton better. He makes DJ better. And I just think he lives up the team there. And they just need that shot in the arm right now because it's really dragging. And you see the frustration. You see the frustration from the fans. I would say, look, if Cashman had maybe one or two, even two years left on his deal, I could see how maybe then finally canning him just to show something. But I just can't see that happening right now. And I, I don't know if that would even make the difference. It's just, you know, you'd have to get rid of Cashman and you have this guy still have three years on his deal. I just don't see him paying a guy for the next three years to do absolutely nothing. And I don't, again, it would be a sudden move. I don't think that, that would make sense anyway. I just don't see any move with Cashman unless we're into next season. And if we're seeing the same thing where it's like, all right, you have two years left in the deal, but this has gone on too far enough. I got to show something. So goodbye, Brian. But see, I just don't see that happening so far the remainder of this season right now. Know that I'm calling that that should happen, but something needs to happen here because this, this is, this is you know, this team is just really nosediving right now. And as I mentioned before, the schedule is just going to get much tougher. You have ALE's foes that you're chasing, like Baltimore and Tampa coming up. Uh, you got Houston, who I know they're not the same Houston as maybe a year ago, but there's still a Yankees foe. And they just seem to typically have the Yankees number. Whoever, whatever pitcher they throw out there seems to shut the Yankees down. And, of course, got an in-league matchup against the Atlanta Braves. Again, tough NL East team. Uh, just ask the Mets on that one. So uh, the Yankees had the soft part of the schedule, didn't take advantage of it. Now it gets tougher, and I just don't see them playing up to the competition. You know, if you, you can't beat the Rockies, you can't beat the Cubs, you know, how are you supposed to beat Baltimore? Is, again, having a good season, and Tampa, who just, you know, having a good season, just always seems to have the Yankees number as of late. So that's episode. Not good. A lot of miserable stuff going on. Small tinker of hope, you know, once Judge comes back, but we just – Still don't have no timetable on that. And he's got to cross their fingers that they could beat an awful, awful, awful Royals team. Friday night is the uh, Nesta Cortez bobblehead. I, I could really care less about that. But, you know, I don't want to see any of these bobbleheads, you know, frankly, just the way this team is going right now. So that's the episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.